Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm sitting on the beautiful patio of the R&B Brewery in East Vancouver. I'm sitting with a fellow artist, and we are both about to cheers our beers. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm uh, Carrie Pratt from Prairie Cat. Carrie Pratt, a.k.a. Prairie Cat, you're not talking like you've had a beer. No, I've had, uh, I've only had a sip so far. It's pretty strong, but it's a ginger beer. I was actually reading an old interview of yours that you gave where you were talking about your love of non-alcoholic beers. Now, some of my friends might hear about that interest and say, but what is the point? Um, The point is uh, malted beverages are yummy. Anything that uh, is fermented is just so good. Sell me on the delicious flavors that you've been experimenting with. Oh, well, I'm having a a ginger beer right now by Boylan. I try to uh, not have as much pop, so uh, that's why the non-alcoholic beer is really good. Surprisingly, one of the best flavors or the best brews is the President's Choice brand. Uh, They make a red ale. It's really good if you want to try a beer and not have the effects of the alcohol I guess so yeah that's a good one and also the Germans are really good at it they they have like a good a a widespread of different percentages like one and one and a half and two percent I really like one called Klosthaler sounds so so sounds so much more manly when you order it too Klosthaler I have to agree with you there let's do a cheers all right we're talking about your latest record today and that record's called dot 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 is Carrie Pratt's So, this record came out because of an encounter you had with death. I want you to tell me this story, of course, but after we hear a song. So, we're going to play your track, Leave a Note. So, I'd love you to introduce that song to an audience that may have never heard of Prairie Cat, a.k.a. Carrie Pratt, before. Okay, folks, for those of you listening, this is Leave a Note by Prairie Cat. It's a song about love, loss, and the other side. Enjoy. I can't stand when the music sounds the same. Don't like the players or the games. Only thing changing are the names. I leave a note if I can hold it. I can't stand it, I can't stand it Don't like the players or the game I can't stand it, I can't stand it The only thing changing on the names I can't stand it, I can't stand it I leave a note if I can hold it 
show this is scott wood your host you just heard the track leave a note off the record prairie cat is carrie pratt i'm speaking with prairie cat himself and i'd love you to tell me a little bit more about this song well uh actually i I lied just before we cut to the song um it's not about love and loss um it's it's just more of a commentary on uh being in the business and uh and making choices um that uh, are are good for you um as a as a artist, sometimes you get caught up in trying to make things that maybe other people want. It does sound like you're making a little bit of a statement. <laughs> Good. I, I'm, I hope. It, I hope it comes off the way. I'm pretty um, passive in a lot of my opinions on things when it comes to music. Pol- politics and music for me never really crossed paths, uh, and I think some people do it really well. And I'm not one of those people. I, I, I rarely will voice an opinion about something, especially if I'm not comfortable with it. Um, so uh, this is maybe as edgy as I get with commenting this album on anything. This record and this this part of the record got writ- uh, written while I was on vacation in Hawaii. That's a perfect segue. We left the audience on a cliffhanger before we heard this song. The cliffhanger was that this record came about mostly because you had a close encounter with death. So set the scene for us. Well, luckily it wasn't my close encounter. Um... I was on my vacation to Hawaii with my partner, and uh, we decided to uh, spend the day on the beach, like we were talking about earlier. Maybe that's why I don't go to the beach anymore. Yeah, I was on the beach in Hawaii on our first day of vacation, uh, actually second day of vacation on the beach. Spotted something in the water, kind of bobbing up and down, and unfortunately after a little investigation and uh, some exploring, it turned out to be a, uh, a body washing up on the beach in Hawaii. Okay, but walk us through it. You see something bobbing, and you walk over, and what do you find? Well, you know, you spend the first, you know, few moments going through your brain, nah, there's no way that's a, that's a body, there's no way that's a person, and, you know, the sun's always seems to be right in your eyes in these scenarios. So, uh, yeah, we uh, s- spent a lot of time watching what was going on, and then started to, uh, just as I started to get into the water to go get it two lifeguards uh ran down and uh everyone kind of brought it up on the beach and the gentleman unfortunately didn't make it and uh it really put a kind of really made you reflect about your vacation that's all i can say about it (laughs) do you know anything about the body that was found no you know we uh went to all the empty beach chairs that had belongings on them someone found the id of the of the gentleman uh they're able to match his picture and they uh called up to his room i'm presuming where his other rest of his party was so must have been pretty strange for them you know having you know dad or husband or grandpa go down to the beach for a swim and then get a phone call that he's not coming back for the dinner so this obviously made you reflect on the fleeting nature of our lives. So I'd love you to talk about that. Well, yeah, it's it's a really weird scenario to uh, to kind of be put put that in the forefront of your brain while you're on a vacation, being faced with reality. On top of that, being in the middle of making a record, something that's so self-indulgent and you know so non-important when you get down to the real deal with things like 
dying on a beach in Hawaii, uh, drowning in the water. Um, and uh, it kind of made me go the opposite way. It made me want to work harder and made me want to made me want to do exactly what I want to do all the time. And that really involved just making a record that I wanted to hear and, and not worrying about what other people wanted to hear or what they wanted to hear about. I know that a lot of artists can struggle with time management, especially if it's a day job versus making music situation. So how did you get ruthless with your time? Um, I cut back. I, I, I've, I've sacrificed a lot. Um, I've since my last record, I've stopped my full-time day job, and uh, and really focused in on on music. And uh, luckily, you know, the few projects I'm in have been uh, have been sustainable enough to keep me uh, going. But there's a lot of sacrifice, you know, going from a, 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 a set paycheck, you know, a salary job every two weeks to uh, being freelance and being uh, on your own for you know your income and also your output. Um, there's a little bit more pressure to maybe uh, work harder. So my hours have gone up, my pay has gone down. So I, <laughs> I, I have to say I feel rewarded, but it's, uh, it's definitely a lifestyle change. So once you came back from Hawaii, give me one concrete example of something that you gave up in order to devote more of your lifetime towards music or this record. Besides giving up a job, um, which I really enjoyed, um, so that I could have more hours, uh, I've definitely sacrificed the amount of, uh, of, of new, uh, new items in my life. So there's not a lot of uh, extra room for clothes shopping or, or new musical toys. Mind you, I squeeze in a, you know, a keyboard here or a new drum here and there, but um, yeah, it's mostly those kind of day-to-day like, oh, I'll buy that or I'll, you know, splurge on that. So, you know, it's it's those uh, extra dinners out and maybe that extra trip a year that uh, have been the hardest, you know. All right. This record was co-produced by Ryan Dahl. For those who don't know, who is he? Well, Ryan Dahl, um, I believe it was Gregory Adams put out a list of the top 50 Vancouver albums um, in the Georgia Strait of all time, and I think they were by year. So Ryan Dahl was on three of those records. So he's been around in Vancouver's music scene via the Prairies. Uh, he's from Saskatchewan originally. Ryan's uh, Vancouver uh, institution in his own right in, in terms of music and production. He's worked on lots of interesting stuff um, from Age of Electric in his early days to Limb Lifter um, to Mounties um, and uh, he produces lots and lots of different artists and tracks so he's been a great contributor. That was a great description but it's not going to give an easy way of figuring out who this guy is so if you had to describe his music or style in a sentence what would you say? Oh, wow. Ryan Dahl, musically, in a sentence. Um, Pop, guitar-driven, great drum-sounding, rock-soloing, energy ball of light. So, while we're talking about you guys working together on this record, I want you to pick one of your favorite songs that Ryan's done, and we'll play it in the background. Oh, I really, really like off the Ryan Dahl solo record, Chop Chop. And why did you choose that song? Uh, just a classic Ryan um, hook, uh, the great guitar sound, and I, I love I love the lyrics of the song.
you guys were co-producers on your latest record is Carrie Pratt. I would love you to talk about how you split up the producing duties. Um, well, I'm uh, not stubborn, but I'm, I'm very reluctant to change arrangements and vocals um, uh, or lyrics on things. So when I come into the, uh, into the studio, I'm pretty set on um, those aspects. The written part, the writing part has been done. Um, when Ryan and I get together, uh, we kind of really cater to what the song needs, and I think that's what, you know, I've, the biggest thing he's taught me is when we're producing together on something, you know, we bounce things off each other. Well, how would you like, you know, how do you want the drums to sound? Do you want them to sound this way? Do you want them to sound this way? We try a few different approaches. Um, you know, what do you want the guitars? What instrumentation do you want? And we, we, we try things back and forth that suit the song. And uh, sometimes we add a bunch of stuff, and sometimes we take a bunch of that stuff out. And at the end, it's always just this give and take of what both of us want to get out of the track. So, Carrie, you've worked with a lot of musicians over your time in the music industry. What's one thing that makes Ryan such a great collaborator? Um, I guess the biggest thing with Ryan is that we come from different schools of thought on things. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, I might tell him a, a chord progression or a, 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 a counting rhythm. You know, I'll count something out. I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a school guy through and through. And, uh, and he'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, he's, he's a player. He's using his ears first and, you know, everything else is secondary to, to the song. So that's why I love working with him. We're, we're different enough, but we can get to a product that we both like um, coming at it from different angles. If I stole your phone, called him up, and asked him the same question about you, what do you think he'd say? I'd think he'd say he just loves hanging out with me. It's <laughs> a good answer. Why don't we play another track? I'm going to play Crib Talk off your record is Carrie Pratt. I'd love you to say a sentence about this song before we hear it. It's 3 a.m. You get a text message. We need to talk. Crib talk. Looks like me in a crib. Can't say for certain, but I should like the cut of his jib. A little guy with my head. Recognize those eyes of mine. He's got my nose and my chin.
This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Crib Talk by a guy named Carrie Pratt, who also calls himself Prairie Cats. Now, this song has a little bit of a story behind it. I'd love you to tell me it. Does it? <laughs> um, yeah, This the story behind this song is just that uh, I was uh, sitting down one evening laying. I think we were laying in bed late one night, my partner and I. She leans over to me in one of those kind of thoughtful moments and says, Do you ever find it weird that... You could possibly have kids out there and not even know about it. And then, yeah, I was pretty freaked out. I didn't sleep that well that night. But not that, I, you know, I, I, it's just an idea that, yeah, you, when, you're, when you've had uh, different um, experiences growing up, uh, you know, and maybe not seeing the people afterwards or whatever, then it's a possibility. And that's a very real possibility for a lot of people. So hold on. Does that mean that Prairie Cat was a bit of a tomcat in the past? No, but you know, I went to college. You know, we there was there were nights out. You know, there was there were trysts, as as you'd say it in a polite way. Not many, but you know, it's more of the idea that it could happen. It's not that it's actually going to happen. And and I, to coupled with this, I was watching a lot of Maury at the time. You know, I told you earlier I had stopped working my day job, so I had all these extra days in the afternoon. And it's every other episode is you are the father, you are not the father, you are the father. So crib talk kind of just spilled out of me it was more of i was more of a channel for that one we're talking about your latest record today it's called is carrie pratt you said that on this record you wanted to escape your previous album's focuses on drum guy stuff first of all what's drum guy stuff well drum guy stuff um uh when you hear music especially in the kind of prog era or uh a more technical uh metal or any any high level of playing Sometimes it, when it comes to pop music, the song gets left behind um, for something that it maybe is forced upon it by the rhythm section. I've never wanted to do that musically. You know, I, I, I play drums with enough projects that I can do that role. With this, It didn't fit for this role. So the drum guy stuff is maybe a bit not catering to the song first and maybe a bit overplaying. So I thought what we do now is we could pick an older song from the Prairie Cat catalog where there's a bit of drum stuff going on and we could listen to it. Yeah, um, you could listen to uh, the song. I can remember the name. I know there's a video for it. Meanest Genius might be an example of drum guy stuff. So there's a video for Meanest Genius, and the track is coming up now. You were so much better than they gave you credit for. It's not like they considered you.
Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track. Minus Genius. By a band called... Prairie Cat. And that's you. So tell me a little bit more about this song. Uh, Minus Genius was uh, a, a song that was written by a drummer, you know, when I was wearing my drumming guy hat. So it's, you know, has two odd time signatures and, you know, has the drums loud in the mix and everything else is kind of secondary to that groove. So, you know, that's, that's a drum guy song. So if you remade that song today, how would it sound differently? Well, I would probably take more than one or two swings at the vocal take, and I'd probably mix it a little bit differently. But other than that, I'd keep it the same. So while you were finishing this record, I read that you discovered you were one credit short of an education degree that you thought you'd finished over eight years ago. That sounds like a plot to a sitcom. Yeah, it was definitely a Seinfeld moment where where I... uh, you know, went to apply to graduate and they said, oh, you're a credit and a half short, you know, after adding up all the papers and adding up all the credits. It was really devastating uh, after, you know, four and a half years of school. Uh, and it just never lined up to do it uh, to finish off the credits. And there was just always looming in the back of my brain. So with my newfound focus on uh, leaving a working job and, and just focusing on music, it uh, made sense. Well, maybe I can moonlight and do my extra hours finishing off this degree. Unfortunately, it all culminated in the same month of uh, putting out the record. I was also writing a 16-page paper on ragtime pianos, and it was really, really stressful. <laughs> I'm a guy who knows nothing about ragtime pianos, so I'd love you to tell me, what was the thesis for this 16-page paper on it? It was actually, it was actually not a bad paper, uh, but it kind of tied in the aspects that um, the commercialization of ragtime piano music uh, served as a way to distance the creators of the music, namely traveling black musicians, uh, from the actual music listeners who are buying the music. So by way of player piano, recorded music, and uh, sheet music, it kind of ostracized the two groups and kept them separate. And that's the only way that that music could really come into fashion. What grade did you get? Uh, 90%. Not bad, not bad. All right, why don't we play another track? I'm going to play my favorite song off the latest record, and that's called Leaving Today. Could you tell me a bit about my favorite song? Yeah. Um, That song was based around a piano riff that was uh, kicking around a couple records and never made it on anything. Uh, You know, I, I have a few takes of just that piano riff and no words really coming to it, and the right hand lead of that song really lends itself to the melody that um, that comes up with the vocals. Um, I'm glad you enjoy that tune. Um, I, I really like that tune as well. And there's some great, great, great playing by a Vancouver gem named Tom Keenleyside uh, playing the, the woodwinds on that track. And uh, it's, really, it's really inspired me to uh, start to track down some of these um, uh, generation before me, or maybe three generation before me, musicians in town that were around when Vancouver was a session city working for the movies. You didn't want to know, you didn't really care, you didn't want to know, you didn't want to know how I've been, how I've been.
Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Leaving Today, which is my favorite track off Prairie Cat's latest record, is Carrie Pratt's. I have Carrie Pratt, a.k.a. Prairie Cat, here with me. We're sitting on a patio. It's busy. It's sunny. We're drinking beers. Carrie has a... Ginger beer. So, do you have anything left to say about this song? Yeah, Leaving Today. Um, I think it's uh, most divergent from the whole the rest of the record. Um, it's the only... I was shy to use a bit of horns and flute. I've, I've, I've done that bag before on my records, and I didn't want to get loopholed into being a piano guy with horns. But uh, it was a, a just a, a really feel it feels good uh, and i love tom's playing on it so i really am happy with that track so you said before you were looking to find session players who were working back in the heyday of session musicians that day is clearly gone but i wanted to ask you how do you go about finding these guys well you know vancouver has these neat little pockets in their music history one of the pockets um is is the 70s 80s and 90s um there was a lot of recording and 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 music being made in Vancouver that was for the world stage and there's a, a really cool wealth of these musicians still living here and not gigging or playing that much um, but some of them have little studios and little workshops and they whittle away at things and uh, they're still maybe playing on uh, on records but they're not necessarily the, the go-to guys um, which is crazy because they're phenomenal players and have such great experience so um, one guy I got to study with a bit is a guy named Graham Boyle, and Graham Boyle was a percussionist in Vancouver um, who's worked on lots of soundtracks and Rita McNeil albums and Katie Lang stuff, and he's a drummer that is, you know, you can go and have him play with you. And, and again, like Tom Keenly's side, you know, he's played on everyone from uh, Guns N' Roses to Tony Bennett, and he's in your backyard. You can email him and say, hey, Tom can you play on my record <laughs> you know and and that's the type of musicianship we have in vancouver but say i'm a musician i have this great idea i want to use some session players i want session players with a certain amount of experience how do i as some regular guy find them get out your checkbook <laughs> everyone works for money <laughs> it's my turn to buy the next round of beer so i'm going to go do that but i'm going to leave you guys with the song the song i'm going to play is an older track of carrie's it's called got nothing off his record, Who Knows Where to Begin. I'd love you to say a sentence about it before everyone hears the song, Carrie. Well, sometimes in life, it's better just to keep your mouth closed. Got nothing. I could say one or two mean things Make you slap my face It would really sting
nothing nice to say. I just say nothing at all. Got nothing. I mean nothing. If I've got nothing, nothing nice to say. has a another ginger beer cheers all right so we just heard the song got nothing off the record who knows where to begin and that was my favorite song of yours off that record why do you think i like that song so much um i i guess maybe because it's a little bit uncommon you know the halftime groove for a, a single um I think that the lyric is is relatable and uh, and can make you make you reflect on other times where maybe you didn't hold your tongue. Yeah, so I agree with all those things. But one of the reasons why I like this song is because there's a story behind it that ends with you with chocolate cake on your lap. <laughs> Actually, it was on my head, Scott. Um, yes. Uh, that was uh, a long time ago, and uh, that song was kind of centered around uh, interaction I had with an ex-girlfriend that didn't end well in a restaurant, and I ended up getting a chocolate cheesecake dumped on my head. It's unfortunate, but it's a great story for a great song. So I want to shift gears a little bit because I was reading some reviews of the current record, which is Is Carrie Pratt, and one of the reviewers said something that I completely agree with. They were talking about how you do a great job of walking that tightrope between dorky and earnest. I really agree with that, but I'd also I would also add into that that you also do a great job of walking the tightrope between dorky, earnest, and being a little bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess with sarcasm or anytime, uh, yeah, you're uh, commenting in in that way. Yeah, you can become a dick. I, I'm a dick sometimes. You know, I'm I'm opinionated about some things. And uh, let's be clear, everyone is a dick sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the people expect you to be almost passive or uh, benign in Canadian music. You can't you can't really say call it out too much usually you know so you got to pick your spots I guess um, but yeah I, I guess I'm always straddling a line with you know things that I find funny and imagery that I think is is funny and you know I've said it a couple times about this record is that if I'm saying something serious uh, it's I'm, I'm probably saying it as a joke if I'm telling a joke it's probably something serious and uh, and that's kind of the way that I approach life too I'm looking forward to the Prairie Cat record that comes out in about seven years when you're in that long-term relationship where you're a little bit bored, but not so bored that a mortgage and adult responsibilities will make you leave. Yeah, that record is, will be coming out very, very soon. There'll be a lot of songs about uh, 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 prime prime rate plus one and, uh, and about uh, my uh, 
student loan being paid off and about uh, <laughs> about kids. That's not what I was saying, but those are all great topics for songs. I was saying that I think that in long-term relationships, there's a lot of misplaced aggression, and I think that you're the type of guy that could pull those songs off and people would still like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there'll be lots of hidden uh, regressions there of, of, of my opinions about my partner. <laughs> I think it's time we play another track. I'm going to play Wrong off the record is Carrie Pratt. I'd love you to say a sentence about that before we hear it. Sometimes there's people in your life that give you unwarranted advice and you need to listen to it and run the other way. Wrong. First we'll try things your way Think that you're right back to the interview show this is scott wood your host you just heard the track wrong off the record is carrie pratt by a man called prairie cat it's carrie pratt we're sitting on a very sunny patio in east vancouver it's the r&b brewing company we're sipping beers carrie i'd love you to tell me a little bit more about this song yeah wrong was uh was one of the last songs uh written for the record and I needed to put it on there. Um, it's one of those ones that kind of gets written in a, a day. Um, some some songs you bang your head against the wall for a long time for the arrangement and the lyrics and everything like that. And Wrong just kind of came out and worked. Um, I think it's just a fun, straight-ahead rock tune. I didn't try to do anything special with it. It just wanted it to feel as, as good as possible. You used to be the general manager for Vancouver's Vogue Theatre. 
So people can get a sense of the scope of that job. Can you describe the Vogue Theater? Uh, the Vogue Theater is a 1,200-person, uh, give-or-take, soft-seat theater in downtown Vancouver that uh, is an independent theater and catered shows from comedy to um, music to movie premieres, all sorts of uh, different uh, types of shows we had come through there. What was one of your favorite shows that you saw come through the Vogue? Um, I must say, I really, really enjoyed watching Dr. Dog there. Um, I also got to see Prince uh, perform four times there and check out his sound checks. Um, and I really, really liked seeing Bob Saget. For people who don't know, you're going to have to describe Dr. Dog. <laughs> Dr. Dog's a band from the States, but they're kind of like uh, a 70s piano based rock and roll kind of like band-esque pop group with great vocal harmonies. So after we've heard a few Prairie Cat songs, we can understand why you might have enjoyed that show. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Writings on the wall. Yeah, anything where the song comes first, uh, I- I'm all over it. So now you got to tell us a little bit about what you appreciated about Bob Zagat. You know, funny thing about Bob Saget was not necessarily, for those of you who are familiar with his uh, material, it's a bit blue. Um, it's a bit uh, on the edge of people's comfort zone. But what I like the most about Bob Saget, A, very, very nice gentleman, um, but he had some guests before his show, some older ladies that were part of a foundation he works for. He spent a whole 15, 20 minutes, you know, meeting and greeting all these older ladies before going on stage to do his routine. And they stayed for the routine. And he said, you know, you sure ladies, you want to be here for this? I'm going to say some filthy and disgusting things. And they said, yeah, oh yeah, we'll stay. Probably having no idea what his actual material is like. And he got on stage and went right into it. He was like a surgeon. He was just focused. And I don't know if I could have done it. Uh, but his showmanship at that moment was completely inspiring. So, as the general manager for the Vogue Theatre, you got to see a different side of the music industry. So, I wanted to ask you, do you think seeing a different perspective, a business perspective, about performance could benefit any aspiring musician out there? Yeah, definitely. You know, I was very naive for a long, long time. Um, when I was younger, we'd, we'd make records and obsess about the covers and you know the recording and 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 as soon as we were done the record we thought okay perfect we're done and it's not the way it is and and same with bookings and same with getting shows and everything like that the the process of knowing what happens on the back end was huge for me uh you know even going into it at the age of uh i think 28 i started at the vogue i was still very naive to what happens to book those types of venues and and bigger venues um the whole process of agents and uh and buyouts and and contracts and all those things is was just huge i really recommend that anyone in the business of music uh is you know keep trying to put different feathers in your cap of of different aspects to learn um you know i've worked in record stores i've worked in private music uh instruction and i've worked in uh venues and uh all of those aspects you know lead to making a more successful and approachable project i think Okay, we have to finish our beers, so it's the end of the show. Prairie Cat, a.k.a. Carrie Pratt, it's your choice. You get to pick a track, 
probably picking one off the new record is a good idea, maybe one that won't see radio play, but it's sort of like your child that no one kind of likes, but you appreciate in a way that you can explain to us right now. Well, you know, it's very obvious with where it ended up on the record. It probably won't make too much light of day, but uh, I'm neither here nor there was my personal favorite. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, It's a fun little song. Nothing serious, but why is it your favorite? Let me think about that again. <laughs> Why is it my favorite? Take a sip of your ginger beer while you think about it. I will take a sip of mine. Mm. I'm neither here nor there. Lyrically, it's not necessarily very important, but I just like the way the lyrics make me feel. I don't know if I really know what they mean yet, but they give me a good feeling when I sing them, and uh, I really like playing it. Prairie Cat, a.k.a. Carrie Pratt, thank you very much for being on my show. Thank you, Scott. It's always a pleasure seeing you. It's not like you don't care. My name is Carrie Pratt. 
aka Prairie Cat, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. That was great. I would love it if you could say it as if you enjoyed being on the show. Hi, this is Carrie Pratt, aka Prairie Cat, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. <laughs> 